The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Reagan Fackrell, who is the Director of Talent Acquisition at American Family. Reagan joins me on the line from Utah this morning. I know it's quite early for you over there in Utah this morning. Reagan, how are you doing this morning? Nick, I am doing awesome this morning. It is a beautiful morning in St. George, Utah. St. George is about 90 minutes north of Las Vegas. It's a beautiful place to live. Very nice. I know kids are going back to school today. Bit of a relief. Back on with the next quarter at work now. Summer's ending for the kids. So I've got five children and they're going back to school today. So like for us, it's the end of summer. Holiday starting now for you. Great stuff. Reagan, as we're in the insurance coffee house this morning, I'd love to know what's your go-to coffee of choice today? I don't drink coffee in the mornings and I'm not a big breakfast person, but I like to work out in the morning. And then after I work out, I drink liquid IV. It's, it's like a hydration supplement. And that is like my go-to in the mornings is like work out and then drink liquid IV. I do intermittent fasting. So I'm like not really eating anything until about noon or so. Nice. And that gives you plenty of energy to start the day. Fantastic. I'll have to give that a go at some point. Reagan, it'd be great for our listeners to hear a bit more actually about your background and your experience start with your personal career journey. Because I know it's very different to a lot of careers that people have either in HR or in talent acquisition. So if you could give our listeners a bit of a snapshot of that career journey, that'd be great. You know, what's funny is in insurance, like many of us that are insurance professionals, usually we don't set out to be an in insurance. Insurance like finds us somehow, some way. And I think to your point, leading talent acquisition in American family, you know, I didn't seek to be a talent acquisition professional. So my career journey is started about 18 years ago. I was an accountant at Deloitte and I, I just didn't love the world of being an accountant and kind of that path. And I kind of looked around. My father-in-law is a state farm agent. And I really liked the lifestyle that he had, the income that he was making. And ultimately, I decided I want to own a business. So I started looking at franchise opportunities. Because of him, I looked at becoming an insurance agent, owning an insurance agency. I left my career in accounting finance opened up an insurance agency with American Family Insurance. And it's interesting because, you know, as I was talking to different insurance companies and talked to my father-in-law, my father-in-law actually recommended American Family Insurance. He had known a couple of American Family Insurance agency owners. So I started the process, started a scratch insurance agency in Salt Lake City. And scratch just means you start with no customers, no premium. You're starting at zero. I grew my agency for about three years grew it to about a two and a half million dollar agency and loved being an agency owner. It provided me with freedom, flexibility, income. I loved like being a person in the community. Because of the success that I had as an agency owner, American Family approached me and said, hey, 
would you be interested in leaving the agency owner life and coming across the fence and being an employee and being a sales leader? And so I went through a process of really having American Family acquire my book and then led a group of agency owners. So I was in charge of then recruiting, training agency owners in Northern Utah. And then my career from there, I kind of bounced to a couple of places, moved to Ohio and ran the state of Ohio for American Family leading agency owners, and then went to Madison, Wisconsin, and had a couple of corporate roles with American Family. About two years ago, I left American Family and was an executive for an insure tech company, which was very interesting, like part of my professional development and growth. And then a year ago, almost a year ago within this week, I came back to American Family in this role. I missed American Family when I left them. I'm so happy to be back American Family and just love everything about recruiting talent, bringing people into the enterprise, into the organization. I have a passion for agency owner recruitment and then a passion also for like the roles that we hire, which are thousands of roles in American Family. So I think to your point, like I've had this journey that mm. I would not have kind of mapped my career the way that it went, especially, you know, when I think about being an 18 year old starting in college, I ended up getting a master's degree in accounting. I wouldn't have mapped my career, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. It's been awesome. I love insurance. I think insurance, it's just such a huge industry and there's all these career opportunities within this industry. And I think one encouragement I would give to anyone would be look around within the industry because there's just so many interesting things to do. And there are so many interesting things that are happening inside of the industry. So many opportunities. You've also got to take those opportunities in. It seems like there's two pretty key decisions that you took. First of all, leaving accountancy, setting up your own agency, you know, that's very entrepreneurial move. You know, a lot of people see that as quite a big risk, a big jump to take. And then also once you built up that agency to then move into sales leadership, how did you find those two big decisions in your life and your career journey there? They were scary. Every move that I've had that takes me off this like vertical path has been scary. And I think some people that I know, they are very set in intent on kind of creating a very tight career story. I just think the the world that we live in today, from a development standpoint, you're not as rewarded as much unless you're willing to kind of take these up, down, and sideways kind of moves. But leaving a corporate job, and at the time I had two small children, I had a newborn and a two-year-old. Leaving wow. a corporate job and starting a business was very scary. But I really felt the thing that kind of gave me comfort was I'm partnering with an amazing company. Their product is already set. I don't have to go start. I don't have to go invent a product. So this is a turnkey business. The success of my agency, I knew when I started, it was dependent upon my ability to do the work. And I wasn't afraid to do the work. You know, And I'm also a big believer in salespeople aren't made, that it's about systems, processes. It's actually about data. We know this in recruiting. It's about the funnel. And similar in sales, it is about managing your sales pipeline and your funnel. And if you do that well as an agency owner, then the business takes care of itself. So I believed in myself and I was like, I'm going to bet on myself with this. And I feel like, again, the bet worked out for me and I've had a, an amazing career in insurance.
Fantastic. And your role there now, so Director of Talent Acquisition, what does your role encompass there? About a year ago, so American Family is an awesome Fortune 300 company, $14.5 billion in revenue. And if you go back 10 years ago at American Family, 10, 12 years ago, we were described as a super regional insurance company. About half of the premium we are today we're knocking at the door 15 billion in premium. We'll be 17 billion by the end of next year. 10, 12 years ago, we were half that. We didn't have the distribution that we have today, didn't have the many kind of companies that we have today. And so over the last 10 years, we've acquired companies and merged with companies. And so last year, we went through a restructure and we took all of the talent acquisition functions that exist across the various companies inside of the American Family Insurance portfolio of companies, and we merged them into one organization. You know, one shared service, one shared service that's talent acquisition that sits under HR or HR umbrella. And so myself and a gentleman by the name of Fahad Shahid, Fahad and I are the co-directors of talent acquisition. So we get to work with the recruiting team. This year, we'll probably have you know a little more than 3,000 hires in addition to recruiting exclusive agency owners for American Family. And we'll end up recruiting about probably 250 of those. And so Fahad and I lead the talent acquisition. Fahad, who his wife's having a baby, so, you know, he's unavailable for the call. Fahad has deep talent acquisition experience. He comes from mm. Chase and has had agency experience. I bring the industry experience. You certainly lived and breathed that journey. So I'm, I'm sure that's really valuable as part of your process there. In terms of American Family as a business, you touched on writing 14 billion in premium annually now. Could you maybe give our listeners a snapshot and overview of the business, sort of where your major territories are, the product lines, which you're most successful with, the state of the organization at the moment? American Family started almost 100 years ago in Madison, Wisconsin. Like some other insurance companies at the time, it had this start because insurance at the time in 1927, insurance was very focused on people inside of big cities having insurance. And so we started as this company that was very focused on helping farmers having affordable insurance. So as I kind of mentioned, we've grown a lot in the last 80 years, became the super regional. The only way that we were distributing insurance, again, you go back about 12 years ago, the only way we were distributing insurance was through our agency owners, exclusive yes. agency owners. And we were in 19 states across the United States which isn't very many. And we weren't in very big metro areas. We weren't in LA or Houston or New York as examples. Over the last 10 years, we've purchased, acquired, merged with several companies. HomeSite is one of those. HomeSite's a Boston-based home insurance company that you know we partner with Progressive, Geico, and others. You know We merged with a company called MSA in Florida. We purchased a company called The General. If you've seen the commercials, it's a direct-to-consumer, non-standard auto insurance company. And, and then a couple of other companies. Ultimately, for us, we have many ways that we distribute insurance today. We have exclusive agency owners that we distribute insurance through. We have independent agency owners that we distribute insurance through. We have partners like Progressive and Geico. And Costco, as an example, is another partner. And then we've got direct-to-consumer as well direct through mostly general through online. And as I alluded to, we've grown a lot in the last 10 years. And you look at the top 100 insurance companies, 
and you look at the growth that we have experienced, we're in the mm-hmm. top for growth. You look at the improvements that we've made from a, a profit standpoint, and we're in the top three. We were, for those that you know understand like combined ratio, expense ratio, we were in the mid 40s for our expense ratio just a couple of years ago. And now we're mid 30s and continue to put pressure on our expense ratio to be more competitive for our customers. And so it's just, there's so much consolidation that's happening inside of the insurance industry. And American families like on the acquiring end of that. As I mentioned, next year will be north of 17 billion. And I have no doubt if you fast forward like five years from now, we'll be north of 20 billion, very profitable, continuing to grow. And ultimately for us, we're a mutual company, not publicly traded. So for us, it's about being there for our customers when they need us. And financial strength is critical so that we can be there when our customers need us. So I bleed AmFam. I love American Family. It's an awesome company. And there's just so many people at the company that I have really good friendships with, you know, and American Family is the kind of company that the leadership in American Family want to do the right thing. We live values. It sounds like it's been a fantastic time to be with the business in the various forms that you have in leadership positions, also in your time as as an agency owner. It's the recruiting of the agency owners that I'd like to focus on a little bit more about because you know that, that is a very interesting model. Obviously, there are other insurance companies who have a similar model, but it's been a real success there at American Family. So could you tell us a little bit more about how that works, what the structure is for those agency owners? And maybe if you could give us an idea in terms of sort of the numbers of exclusive agency owners that you have and how many you look to bring on each year. We have roughly 2,500 American family exclusive agency owners. Within our sales organization, we have a structure to support those agency owners. It's a very robust structure. Like basically every agency owner has several consultants that work with them to help them grow their business. These agency owners, they're not employees of American family. They're independent contractors. They've started a business and we are there to to provide support for their business. The life of an American family agency owner is awesome because it allows them freedom, flexibility, unlimited income potential. In addition, like someone in their community that is a pillar, respected, that networks with their community. That was one of the things I liked probably the most about being an agency owner is just all the people I got to meet in the community. You know, the fundraising that I was able to participate in and, you know, working with the Chamber of Commerce and other networking groups. And so there are these agency owners that reside in our 19 states. You've got the sales management structure that supports them. On acquisition, we assist sales leadership in recruiting mm-hmm. new agency owners. And as I said, this year, we'll end up appointing more than 200, probably around 250 agency owners for American Family. The one thing that we really pride ourselves on is the success of our agency owners. So you talk about this space of recruiting agency owners in the industry. There are some places where it's not done very well, where some maybe groups or companies take an approach of, we will appoint a lot of agency owners. We won't provide them with a lot of support. And then maybe 20% of them will make it 
in a five-year period. And us, our goal is that within a five-year period of time, we should have 60 to 70% of our agency owners that, that have made it and that are successful financially. And that ultimately is dependent upon some of the things I mentioned earlier. It's really about, is the agency owner willing to do what it takes to start a business? knowing that we will be like in their corner, you know, and support them as much as they would allow us to support them. What does that success look like for an agency owner on that five-year plan? What would you say is that sort of typical success? What can be the real benefit in addition to, you know, owning their own business and having a freedom of their own time, being a pillar in the community, able to help out fellow citizens with their insurance and risk? requirements? What can be the financial outcomes for a successful agency owner? I think it's pretty normal probably for it to go the way I'll describe is your first six months as an agency owner, you're probably not taking home an income. But this is really that concept of reinvesting your income back into the business. Your business is going to be cash flow positive initially, but it's the decision that you make to say, what kind of a life do I want to have five years from now, 10 years from now? Let me reinvest back into the agency. So let's kind of go with that concept. So within the first six months, you're not making an income, right? The second six months, you're probably taking home three to four grand a month. And then it's just going to kind of increase from there based on your decisions to how much you're going to reinvest into your agency. And we would expect an agency owner that's been an agency owner for five years at that point, they should be taking home ten to fifteen thousand a month, depending on again just what's kind of going on in their community. Were they given any banked policies? Is what they call them, but again, policies that they didn't generate that were available because another agent retired. And that would be like I think a normal trajectory that we would expect from a, a new agency owner. One of the benefits of you know somebody who's thinking about agency partnering with us is we have a very aggressive new business schedule. It's the most aggressive that's in the industry. So that allows, again, a new business owner to be able to make accelerated commission, which just means it's more capital for them to help them grow their business. I'll just give one example of someone that is very close to me, a dear friend of mine that I brought into the business. So she was working as not an agent, but she was working for an agency owner. And she was making... an hour in a very small town. She was frustrated with the agency owner that she was working for because he just was taking her for granted and he was never at the office and he was asking her to do more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So she was referred to me by a friend and her and I went to lunch and she was like, I want to be an agency owner, you know, and we talked through some of that. And over the next three months, I worked with her to build a business plan, think about what she's going to do every single month. And You fast forward to where she is today, and she's been an agency owner for 12 years or so, maybe 13 years, and she's making $800,000 a year. The greatest thing about her story is that she doesn't care about money. And so she's been able to pay off her parents' business, some business loans. She was able to help her sister buy a home. She's able to help her nieces and nephews. She still drives. I remember when we started her as an agency owner, she had like 2002 Chevy Trailblazer that had like 180,000 miles on it. Again, like 800 grand a year. Her story is not normal. This is not what I would expect from every agency owner that we appoint, but this just kind of highlights like what's possible. And for me, it kind of highlights the joy of like bringing someone into the business and seeing their life change. And I think that's why I love being in talent acquisition is because whether it's with an agency owner or with 
an employee, this should be a life-changing experience. And I think sometimes in talent acquisition, we think, yeah, they're just swapping this job for this job. But I guess I believe so deeply in the product being American family and our cultures and our value and the career opportunities that I literally believe that when we recruit and bring people into American family, we're changing their life, you know? And that might be like naive or something, but I just, I guess I believe that because that's my experience. That's so true. And to see people achieving that financial freedom, you know, with that unlimited earnings opportunity that they have there, you know, there is nothing holding them back. There is no ceiling on this. Reagan, how do you find recruiting people into these agency owner positions? How do you find bringing someone in who may well be in a fairly steady job or a fairly steady role, getting a check each month in an industry maybe that they've been working in for longer and they might not have much insurance experience. How do you find recruiting people into these types of opportunities rather than your sort of traditional recruitment, which would be to bring someone into the employed part of the organization? How do you find that? I will say it's hard recruiting. You think about you know, the things that we say in talent acquisition, like post and pray, never a strategy that anyone would utilize. But there are many times when you can put a very desirable job up on a job board. And within a week, you have 200 candidates. People do not apply for agency owner opportunities. They're on our job boards, you know, and again, these aren't jobs that because these are not employees. But the point is, is that the way that you find candidates is definitely by hunting. And it's going to be the things that we know, but like referrals is our number one source. So going to eight current agency owners and asking for referrals is critical. We have sales leaders that are in the community. Being in the community is critical. Some of the places where we've had success would be things like bankers, real estate agents, mortgage lenders. The reason why like realtors and mortgage lenders end up being good candidates is because many of them already have like this whole 1099 kind of contractor-like role. Yeah. Mortgage lenders and realtors, why they get frustrated is that their industries just go up and down and up and down. And insurance is very steady. It doesn't go up and down. It's steady. And there's a price to pay up front, but because of the residual income on the back end, it's very attractive for a realtor because again, a realtor, you know, they sell a house, they make 15 grand, but they have to do that over and over. Whereas in insurance, again, there's this residual income. Another group that we have had success with are teachers. Some of our most successful agency owners, like agency owners today at American Family that make close to a million dollars a year were former teachers. And I the reason why teachers are good is because... Insurance is not about sell, selling people. It is about teaching and educating. Mm. There's a product. Mm. People have mm. to have the product. And mm. so it's, it's then how good are you at educating? And probably most importantly, how good are you at developing and building a team so that you mm. can scale? So former teachers are good. But, but it's, it's this motion of throwing out a wide net. The requirements to be an agent are very few. I mean, we're not looking like, so you, again, you think about in some places in recruiting and talent acquisition where you've got to be very strategic, very pinpointed. Yeah. Tech is a great example, right? Like where you need somebody that has a specific skill set. You're looking for someone that can program a specific language 
and you don't need other people. And recruiting insurance agency owners, anyone could potentially be an agency owner. And, and so you've got a minimum threshold that you're kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. But I'd say kind of what you said, we are definitely looking for people that are making more right. than six figures, right? Or, or you know, they're making more than $100,000 a year. Mm. They want to get off of the corporate kind of hamster wheel, the corporate treadmill, probably some bigger reasons. Why would they want to leave that corporate job and go and pursue this agency owner? Yeah. But having conversations with potential agency owner candidates is like one of my favorite things to do. I love it. And, you know, I'm pretty far removed from like, having a job requisition. Fahad and I have committed to ourselves. We will always have one. So just recently, you know, I was recruiting agency owners in Arizona because I picked up kind of one of the agency owner roles. And I I love it. I love talking to, again, talking to a banker who's been banking for 20 years and they're sick of their job. And we just start talking about like, what could this be for you? Yeah. You know, And it's important to me that when I'm having those conversations that I paint a very realistic picture of what it's like. It's hard. As I as we kind of talked about earlier, the, you're going to have cash flow problems immediately, you know. But that back end reward is like unbelievable, and you get to in insurance. Most of us are so far removed from the customer. Agency owners they touch customers every day, and there's nothing like bringing a life insurance claim check to someone that needs it, you know. Or there's nothing like being at a home that's experienced a total loss like a fire and be give a hug to the owners and say, it'll be okay. Like we're here for you, you know? And those are things that I've done. And those are unbelievable, like life-changing experiences that make me proud to be in insurance. That's absolutely fantastic. And completely understand the model, although I've never recruited or as an organization where we don't recruit business owners, very much the headhunting that we do is you know, based very much on a specific criteria of experience, potentially qualifications, and you're looking at a very sort of narrow pool of people to headhunt. So it's very interesting about what you're saying about, and you are headhunting, but at the same time, it can appeal to such a wide group of people from, from society. So I can see how the referrals work really, really well. So people recommending and introducing people that they Come into contact in their community or through business, through networking and the likes. I can see the, the real opportunity there. How would you say, Reagan, your background, uh, the fact that you've been an agency owner yourself, you've lived and breathed it, and um, surely that must have a huge benefit and can really help, you know, put those people at ease and can help bring those people on board. You can recruit agency owners without having been an agency owner, but it sure helps. Because it allows me to talk with them about what they will experience. And and my agency owner experience is dated because the way that I was an agency owner, you know, 17 years ago, the industry's changed so much today. So it's a little bit like grandpa or your dad talking about like the way life was as a kid or something. But, But the point is I have lived it. I understand like the stress of having to make payroll for my team. I yeah. understand the dilemma of like, do I, I just got a big check. Do I invest this into my business or do I take my family on vacation? Like, which one do I do? Right. And so I think that just allows me to like look people in the eye and talk about what it is, you know, and have a belief in it. Cause I think that's the other piece of this is, as I kind of mentioned, like, there are some opportunities in insurance that aren't great. 
opportunities. Mm -hmm. There are some companies out there and some kind of products that are being sold. If one of my children who, you know, that's an adult is approached, I would say, no, 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 don't be, don't go sell that as an agent. So those opportunities muddy what the American family insurance agency opportunity is. Sometimes when I talk to our recruiting team about this, I want to help them with their belief in what they're selling. You know, when they're telling people, this will work for you, this will change your life. Are they wondering, is this really going to change their life or is it going to yeah. make them worse? And, and I need to help them understand that. And I, and I would say just another nugget is while everyone doesn't have to be an insurance agency owner, spending a week in an agency owner's office and seeing it, that becomes a reservoir of experiences that you can then from for the next like five years as you're recruiting, right? You know, because there'll be these little moments that you'll see, whether it's somebody in the community that comes in and they have this great relationship with the agency owner or the agency pushing to hit a number, right? You know, just there'll be these little moments that can be like, again, like a thing that a, a recruiter can go back to. I can definitely see that. Reagan brings us nicely on to the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp and straight to the point now. I know you don't normally have coffee in the morning, but you ready for the espresso round now? Yeah, I'm ready. The espresso round. What would be the one piece of advice you would have for other HR executives, other talent acquisition executives who are looking to bring people in on a similar model, on a similar, either a franchise model or an independent contract methodology? What would your one piece of advice be to them? I would say reach out to those that are doing it and have done it well. We're a big family in insurance. As we all know, it's just a big circle of people. You know, yeah. while the industry is big, you know, we're all willing to help each other. And so yes. there are no trade secrets, especially with regard to bringing people into the business as agency owners. And so I'd say, yeah, reach out to their network because there are companies that have been doing this for literally a hundred years, you know. And what would your piece of advice be to a candidate or a prospective agency owner coming into interview with you, coming in to learn more about the opportunity? What do you look for from those people when they're considering an opportunity as an agency owner? Yeah, I think grit is probably the number one factor. We have a very defined process that we go through. It's not, we interview you, everything looks good. You have a pulse, you fog a mirror and you're excited, and then we're going to point you. So it's really like stay true to the process, make sure you get all of your questions answered. And if you have any hesitancy in the opportunity, then don't do it. You know, you should yeah. feel so excited and understanding of what you're getting into, then you're ready to do it. So my advice would be just stay true to the process. And we're looking for people. Timing is right in their life for them to do this. Mm -hmm. Reagan, we've almost reached the end of our time together today. Time has really flown by. Before we go, though, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? If there is anyone out there interested in a career opportunity or a self-employed opportunity as an agency owner, what's the best way of them reaching out to you? If you go to amfam.com, we have a career section and you can enter our talent community. That'd be the best way. Also, you can just reach out to me directly. I'm on LinkedIn, Reagan Fackrell. Uh, my email is rfackrell with one L at amfam.com, but you can find me one of those three ways. And then I think just in terms of advice, I this might not be what you're looking for, Nick, but what I will say 
is that every talent acquisition professional just should be passionate about what they're doing. Like you're not making widgets. Like you're not, you know, like, like you are, you are, you and your teams are like changing people's lives. And sometimes, sometimes I observe talent acquisition professionals that are there. It's a job, right? It's a job. I show up. It's a job. I, I you know, I've got my job requisitions. I'm interviewing candidates, but it's, a, and I just think like pause and remember, like you are changing people's lives. There are a few places inside of organizations where that's happening. And there are lots of great jobs in insurance, but some of them, you know, are are in these pockets where you're far away from like changing people's lives. And I just think like as a talent acquisition professional, like you have the opportunity to do that on a daily basis. And if you're if you're not excited about that anymore, it might be time to to like do something else, you know. And so that'd be my other advice for any recruiting talent acquisition professionals, like don't be afraid to go into the business in a different role, you know? Uh, because again, I see lots of talent acquisition people that have a very tight vertical on their resume. And it's like, don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to go into the business and help the businesses in an area, you know? So that's my, that'd be my two. That's great. Great piece of advice. And I, I know it's definitely something that I, I see myself and some of the colleagues I work with is actually talent acquisition, recruiting, you, you get a great opportunity to really have an impact on someone's life, on someone's careers whether they're a candidate or or the client or the people, the hiring managers that you're working with to helping them to be successful in their teams and their organizations and can be very different to to some elements of insurance where you know you're 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 helping increase um one uh, percent of profit or you know reducing those uh, those loss ratios by a percentage point or two. but really in recruiting you you're having a real big impact on people's lives and and on the uh, customers and um, businesses that you serve as well. So thank you for that. Thank you for the reminder. I can see the passion flowing out of you even at seven o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday morning without a coffee, Reagan. So um, that's fantastic. You live and breathe it. And it's uh, it's been wonderful to have you on the show today. So So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you do. I love your podcast. And yeah, watch every episode. So you, you're doing good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.